0: to extreme athletes and monks, to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment, to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic week so far. Wow, it's getting real. We're getting really, really, really close to the new year. And I am just filled to the brim with gratitude for all of you. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. Thank you guys for investing in yourselves. Really, these podcasts initially started as a way for myself to learn and really explore what it meant to be alive and In this day and age, where we are pulled in a million directions and not sure about what to do next, and uncertain about the future and our past, and so I just want to say thank you, guys, for being here. Um, And this week's episode is a really special one uh, because it's one that I personally feel goes a lot deeper into the spiritual nature of what it means to move through life in all of the different facets of it. So. Without further ado, this is Carol Riddell. Carol is a spiritual seeker and the founder and director of the New Earth Wealth Mystery School. In this role, she serves as a mentor and a catalyst for amazing souls and spiritual entrepreneurs who are deeply committed to their growth and transformation. She guides people on a mystical journey where they connect with their inner shaman so they can come out to love and trust themselves on a level they've never experienced before. Carol is just incredible. <laughs> The level of insight this woman was dropping on this episode really had me taking notes like crazy. And I usually don't try and take notes on episodes. I'm usually just massively present. But this episode was just wonderful because Carol's no stranger navigating the ups and downs of life. She's gone through loss. She's experienced heartbreak. She's done and experienced a lot. And she's really gotten in touch with her own soul's calling. And so in this episode Carol really dives into how you can learn to navigate the waves of life by tapping into the natural cycles of life. She reminds us that as above so below and as within so without. And you're going to find out what that means on this episode. So if you're constantly hit by waves and you never seem to be able to find the shore, life can feel tiring, but as Carol explains, this is all part of the journey to fluidity. So I really think that Carol has a beautiful approach to living life to the fullest. Her philosophies on aligning with nature and allowing the natural rhythms of life and the natural ups and downs of life to really be part of our stories is very inspiring. So if you feel like you've been battered and bruised this year or this past decade, and if you're curious on how you can learn to really ride the natural waves of life, whether it's loss, whether it's a change of pace, whether it's a new career, whether it's a new relationship, if you if you want to learn how to ride those waves with more grace, then this episode is for you. So hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys uh, aren't already inside of the Facebook group, the Stay Grounded Facebook community, go in there. We just completed the Stay Grounded uh, 2020 Vision Challenge. You guys can get in there and watch the recordings. The recordings will be in the Facebook group until December 31st. And then they're going down and then they're going to be exclusively available for the Stay Grounded Hero community, which is my personal mentoring community that we're opening up to the public uh to start out the new year. So if any of that interests you, go to the Stay Grounded Facebook group. You can go to rajana.com forward slash stay grounded, or you can just go to Facebook and look up Stay Grounded and come join there. So anyways, like I said, guys, I wanted to time this one around this time of the year because I know that... uh life isn't easy. and I know that you're all working to create something special for yourselves and sometimes that's not easy. So we may not be able to change the way that, we may not be able to change the way that life speaks to us, but we can change the way we hear what life speaks. So tune in and I hope this episode gives you a little courage and a little insight and a little Pat on the back um, as you're going through your own journey. So, anyways, without further ado, guys, here is the wonderful Carol Riddell. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Grounded. I hope everyone listening is excited, pumped, because I am excited and pumped to be talking to my good friend Carol. How are you, Carol?
1: Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Raj. I'm wonderful. And we're just in crazy times.
0: I can concur with that. You know, I think every conversation I've had with you has left me feeling much more deeply connected to something different. Maybe not something. It's 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 beautiful. Even like the five minutes conversation we had before we started recording this, I just feel like there's a sense of purpose that you walk with that's, that's inspiring. So I'd love to maybe start there. You were just talking about how you're getting hit by a lot of things in life that were unexpected, bills, obligations, things from all different corners. But the way you responded to that was around keeping your power. Can you describe what power means to you?
1: I'd be happy to. Um, for me, I, I believe it's fluid, It's all ever-changing. What I mean is ever-changing in me, but what it really means in this moment is that I have a choice and that I can stand in a grounded manner, right? And I can choose how I'm going to respond to something. We've heard it many times, but I think there is that place when we're grounded, it's easier to respond versus react. And I've had many experiences where I reacted over and over and over and over, or I would collapse, you know, if this outer authority said something in a very strong way, then somehow I would collapse rather than going, oh, wow, that's an interesting view, because I would somehow react to the intensity of an experience. Right. For me right now, it's that place of, oh, I can stay within myself and I can look at those experiences and go, wow, isn't that interesting? You know, this so wasn't what I had planned. (laughs) You know, so all of that's true as well, right? Is having to deal with the emotion of that, of whatever that experience is. And yet at the same time, go, wow, it's really curious. What can I do here? Where What can I source within myself? Again, another level of power. What can I source within myself, my wisdom? And who do I need to reach out to, to educate myself, inform myself, throw ideas off of, once again, for me to inform myself to make a better choice or the best choice that I can in the moment. And I'm hearing my husband... (laughs) who passed away two years ago, he would say over and over and over and over that I never I never felt this way, by the way. But he would say, I never make a wrong decision. And for me, that was just, I didn't even get that concept because I was just sure I made bad decisions all the time, you know, years ago. And he would say, I never make a wrong decision. What I do is I make the most informed decision of the moment. And so you travel a little bit, down the pathway of that decision, and then you reassess, and then do you need to make another decision?
0: I think it's important to just pause and kind of sit with that, because I think a lot of people think with, like, when you think about regret, right? Like, oh, I should have done this a certain way, or I should have done something that way, and you look at life through hindsight, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Ultimately, if you knew better, you would have done better, right? If you knew better, you will always do better. So you did the best you could. It's not your fault that you didn't do better. You did do your best. And I think even that awareness brings you back to that understanding of that present moment and the now when things hit the fan, when unexpected instances in life come up, we're still acting, whether it's a reaction or a choice to act, we're still acting with the best we have right now. And so I kind of want to dive into how do you know what your best feels like?
1: How do I know what my best feels? That's a great question. My best feels like when there's a level of vibrancy or confidence, that doesn't mean I've got it right, but there's like, I'm going for this. Or I've put forth all of my effort into something that I feel is what it truly deserves from my heart, right? And with my skills, with my talents, with my desires, with all of that. And if I've done that, then I know that I've done my best, oh, by the way, for that moment Mm. or for that day. Yeah. Because that is fluid. It is ever-changing. And you know that if you've been an athlete or you go exercise, your body performs different ways every single day. Yep. And so most importantly, can you do your best? Can you do what your body wants to do? Can you do what your intention and your spirit wants to do? Can you show up? I guess the best way of saying it is when I know that I've shown up for me as much as I would show up for another mm. and I'm doing my best.
0: That is awesome. Treat yourself like someone you love. I read that quote a while back from a friend of mine in- it's kind of similar to that, like you just show up with your best for yourself. You said spirit in there, and I think you have a really interesting perspective on spirit in general. And I remember our, one of our first conversations we had, you were talking about going on a trip, which you just got back from at this point. Uh, this was this is not recording before you're going on this trip. By the time this is live, you will have come back from it. But when you were talking about going on the trip, you talked about your soul's calling being the most important thing in your life. What does that mean? When when you say your soul's calling, what does that mean?
1: For me personally, I can feel like my heart, maybe there's a part of my heart that I'm being called, I'm being called someplace. I'm being called to do something. I'm being called to explore something. I'm being called to communicate something in a different way. I'm being called, it's like my soul is calling me to do something. And that comes from within. And for me, it's a guiding, it is a guiding light for me that there is a piece where I know that my life is, I am to continue to grow and try to illuminate myself and be the, not from an egoic place, but the highest expression of light that I can be in each moment, even if I'm taking out the trash, yeah. right, that I'm I'm being that and I'm maybe engaging with the little beings outside, you know, we've got lots of little geckos and birds and you know all those things here, but just engaging with them too, just to show up in my relationships as authentic and as light express as possible. It doesn't mean we don't have shadow, right? but it's that expression of light. For me personally, I am a spiritual seeker. I'm continuing to seek like my heart, my soul calls me to follow truth. And for me, I know truth. Truth for me isn't reading somebody else's words truth for me that can interest me, that can inform me and educate me about someone else's experience that can open me to other ideas. Yet for me, it's about maybe placing myself in a situation where I have an experience. It comes through experience for me. And then I know it through all of me as my truth. Oh, this is my truth.
0: How do you gain confidence in that knowing? Because I think most people don't, and I found myself in this place too, and you mentioned egoic earlier. Sometimes when you're, when you're called to do something or say something or be someone or show up in a certain way, there is resistance in a way sometimes just because maybe we don't trust that this is the right thing for us. We're, we don't trust this voice because it could mean fear or ego. Like it's, how do you begin to differentiate truth from all of the other stuff that stops us from expressing and living in truth.
1: For me, I I think it's learning to discern the different voices where the ego I learned one time, it was defined as our competitor. It's like a competitor in a tennis match to where it's there to challenge you, challenge you, challenge you, challenge you, challenge you. Not necessarily in the best way, but it's kind of got to block you, right? And it usually has somewhat of a critical tone, a negative tone. What are you thinking? You know, you're too small, you're too big, you're too this, you're too that, you're too, you know, it has, it, it's that chatter.
0: Yeah. It's up here. It's in your mind.
1: Exactly where that other part of you, that higher part of you, is a very subtle voice. It's like you're being called forward. You know, that you're trusting that. It's almost as though it lifts your heart up and calls you forward, if you so choose.
0: Mm. I love how much choice we have. Why do you think people make choices that aren't necessarily in alignment with truth?
1: Well, it goes back to one that you were saying earlier, is that people are always doing the best that they can do.
0: Touche. Yeah.
1: You know, why do you put something in your mouth that you know is not good for you, you know, or doesn't fully support you? Maybe because you want it or you want to satisfy that in the moment or you're, you like the flavor and you don't care about the other. It's about the, the um, immediate satisfaction versus the long-term goal. Yeah. And that can really undermine us. You know, when you talk about business, when you really all of life, how do you harness the energy of the moment to have what you want in order to then direct that towards your, what you really want?
0: Right? Can you expand on that?
1: Yes. So I look at this around money. I use this example around money and money leaks. Okay, when people have money leaks and they're the same thing as energy leaks. So our being is like this beautiful vase. And when we have leaks, leaks can be stopping at 7-Eleven for a Slurpee or getting, you know, immediate need met in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Stopping at uh, Starbucks, you know, and getting, um, you know, whatever there each moment, each day, multiple per day. When you say you want to save, when you want to invest, when you want to invest in a program, when you want to whatever, but you've got these little leaks going out all, all over You're in this beautiful vase, there's holes and you're constantly leaking. So what happens is you cannot, energy is like, I perceive it kind of like water and it's like to harness the energy in this vase or let's make it a pitcher. I'm going to make it a pitcher, a really beautiful pitcher. And in this picture, in order to, we have to plug up those leaks to harness the energy to then have enough accumulated, shall we say, in that beautiful vase, to then pour that or direct that flow where we want it to go. So that's the way that I see that.
0: So just to reiterate, the, the way you look at it is every choice we make in the moment it's almost like you plugging those leaks. Am I saying that right? Like I'm, I'm trying to, how does the present moment extend into, I guess it started with the question, why don't people make choices that are in alignment with their truth? And it starts with, I guess the present choices we're doing the best we can in the moment. I'm trying to follow like how that present moment, because I, I guess like, you know, I've always felt like subconsciously we may not Really, our subconscious minds are driven by different things than our conscious minds are. Mm -hmm. Like, right, Mm -hmm. like I may want more money. I may want more love. I may want more things. But if I subconsciously have beliefs or stories or experiences or things that are stopping me from even allowing myself to experience all that, then I'm always going to have a leaky vase, right? So, like, how can we change our daily choices then? Like, what can we do to fill up that vase? Like, are there things that people can and even myself can consciously do to become aware of the plugs and plug them up so that we have more energy to give so that we have more energy to pour. And and in that way, money or love or any of those things that we're really seeking in life.
1: So I think underneath all of that is intention. Okay. So intention becomes like the rudder on a boat. Yeah. Then when you are clear on your intention for something, Then every choice that you're about to make, it's, does it align with that intention?
0: Bingo. There it is. Okay.
1: It's very, very clean underneath everything. Honestly, one of the most foundational pieces that we can do for ourselves is get clear of our intention of every single engagement. Why are you engaging in that? Why am I engaging at that? Because this is what I hope, you know, this is my desired intention. If it doesn't align with your intention, then it's not yours. Or ask yourself, you know, why are you bringing that into your field?
0: It's almost becoming aware of what's important to you. Yeah. Sort of the filter that allows you to make choices that are then in alignment with something your future self might be happy with. I love the question, Why? It's like mm-hmm. the most amazing question on Planner. It's yeah. the most simplest question. It can be used in every instance possible. And as long as you nurture that curiosity, why actually nurtures curiosity, and you constantly ask it, what is your why? And how did you, I guess, what did you do to get so clear? What I love most about you, I think, and I and I'm coming back to this consistently, is just how clearly aligned you are with that soul's purpose, like that guiding light, that soul, right? And I can feel it with your conversations, the way you move, the things you're working on, the trips you're taking. Like I can feel that. Did that come from you asking why enough times? Was was setting intention and really focusing on those, on, on intentional living, sort of like the tool that allowed you to get so clear with that, with that voice although no matter how subtle it is versus all the other voices in your life.
1: I wish I could say yes. Okay. (laughs) You know, have to laugh, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, if anything, I think it was my soul and my spirit that called me forward. You know, that I know that you and I discussed this. So at one point I had a very successful career, had my own firm my own CPA firm. And, literally one day I pretty much woke up and I went, what am I doing here? You know, first of all, I, what fed me was teaching and really working with the clients. Okay. That was my gift, not doing work papers and tax returns and all of that. And I no longer wanted to have that responsibility. And I wanted to be free to work with people for the sake of being able to work with people, because that was my gift. But the other piece that was really calling me was that it was like, my spirit was like, it's time to travel and it's time to go explore. Like you don't even know these other parts of yourself. And it's time to really, truly learn about where abundance comes from. It's truly about time. You know, I was just being called forward because when I did this, I was just at the height of my career. Like I really was, I I had a very successful business at that point. At that point in time, it was not the time to leave typically. You know, people said I was crazy. And I was just like, well, I don't care. You know, you might think I'm crazy, but I know it was a knowing in my heart. I know I have to go do this. I'm done. I'm done with that.
0: How did you have the courage to make those decisions when, I mean, I can only, I can sense that in my own mind. Like, I mean, I, I can see it. I already actually know, like in my past, when I had experiences like that, I worked twice as hard, but I still kept my safeguards because I was, I didn't have that, that courage at the time to just leap, leave my job, pursue what I wanted to do. Like I stayed in those boundaries. Like, how did you cultivate that courage to take those big steps? Like where, where do you think courage for you comes from?
1: Well, here's kind of a backhanded courage. (laughs) The feeling that I get, I wouldn't always call it courageous. Okay. But the feeling that I get is if I don't do this, I'll die.
0: Talk to me about that. Okay. (laughs) That's such a, like a, cause I would imagine like leaving your job, a successful career to go do something that's seemingly crazy to the eyes of everyone around you and all these voices. That seems scary. It's like most people would associate that. So like, can you walk me through the psychology (laughs) of how it's like the exact opposite for you?
1: I know that's what's so crazy, right? You know, it's like, no, it's not like I have my sword and my shield and I'm off to be courageous on this. No, it's just like, oh my gosh, if I stay in this, I will die. I will wither. I will die. Like there's a part of me that knows that my spirit at some level is done doing what it's been doing. Mm. And if I don't allow that part of me to fully die and then allow myself, even though I don't know where I'm going. There's going to be life and somewhere down the road, I will rebirth myself. But if I stay there, I will die. Yeah. Because it's, and I think we've talked a little bit about this in the past, Raj. It's all part of natural timing. And in the West, we don't talk about that a lot. Yeah. Natural cycles and natural timing. So it's just part of the cycle. And I could go on and on. I could probably speak for a month on that. So,
0: Can you just um, briefly describe what you mean by the natural cycle, just for anybody listening who may not have any context to it?
1: So there's the hermetic principles in this world. Talk about as without, so within, or as above, so below. As below, so above. As without, so within. As within, so without. Okay. Okay. So now my example we're all familiar or most of us are familiar with watching the moon and the moon is an outer reflection of something that happens internally that at the time of the new moon, we don't see anything and there's no reflection of the sun at that point. And gradually it begins to build when it gets 180 degrees from the new moon, it becomes the full moon. And during that time, it's growing. Our perception of it is it is growing. It's the cycle of growth. And then when it gets to be a full moon, then it begins the waning phase. You know, The other is the waxing phase. Then it begins the waning phase. And it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's a natural cycle of letting go until we see nothing again. It's no different than a plant. A seed is planted and we don't see anything. It then germinates. It begins to grow. It grows out of the ground. Hopefully it fruits or flowers fully at that, like that full moon phase. And then we see it begin to wither and die again. These are natural cycles. They are natural cycles in your career. They're natural cycles in your life. They're natural cycles in relationships. There's nothing that is separate from that, but we don't talk about it. So for instance, relationships. We're very used to, you meet somebody, it's like being at six o'clock, you know, that new moon phase. And, oh, my gosh, it gets hot, 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 reach 12 o'clock, you know, full moon. And things are awesome. Yet, what happens? Then we start that whole place of the waning of the relationship conflict happens the honeymoon wears off etc and instead of staying in it the rest of the way through the natural cycle people say this is awful and they jump out where the growth comes through can we stay through the natural death process tell the truth let go of what has been in order for something new to be born out of that
0: again. yeah now on that When you go through the first cycle, right, Right. hot, 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 and then you go through the troubling times, what does the next cycle look like? Could you describe what being reborn in that relationship is like? Is it the same? That is it the same of what you knew all over again, or is it this brand new emergence of like a like? I'm just I'm curious, like these cycles, because I agree. I I've been feeling that more now than ever these natural cycles in, in business and in life. And I've been now becoming aware of them, which is making it easier to weather the storms as they come, just knowing that spiritually there's something bigger at work here. So what does it feel like? How do you know when you're back on that reborn sort of track? Like, how do you know when you've left the, like, is there, is there like a, a storm before the sun Kind of thing. Like what can you describe Typically,
1: that? Well, especially in relationships, there are, you know, I mean, you have to get or well, you can get to the point where you go, if you have a tight container, which means there's an agreement that says, no matter what, we're not jumping out, we'll stay in this and we're going to work through it. But that means telling the truth. Maybe the truth is, oh, my gosh, I love you. I cannot stop Stand you right now. I can't stand a thing about you. I can't stand being around you. I want you out of my face. I want you out of my space. You know, I know there's no place to go, but that's how I feel. Okay. And I'm really glad that at some point we'll get beyond this and something new will be reborn out of it.
0: Truth sets you free yet again.
1: Yet again, right? And so in getting to that, it's like, okay, so maybe that's how you feel. But then, okay, let's talk about what's really happening. Maybe I've been overgiving where, or maybe I've been overcompensating for something is really your responsibility in the relationship for yourself that I've been trying to make nice to overcompensate or make things a little harmonious because I'm uncomfortable with disharmony.
0: Let me ask you this. I guess like, like if I think about the pursuit of truth, right, let's take business as an example, right? Hot, hot, hot. Things are going well. Things are going well. Things are going well. And then all of a sudden a crash happens, Markets change, all sorts of things come up and that business fails, Mm -hmm. Right. It's not even then the cycle of business. It's like defining what the cycle in the container is because the cycle then doesn't really apply to that specific vehicle, which was a business. It's more so like I'm on this wane down now. What can I do to create more value? But it's it's a personal it's, it, this seems more personal than it is like like when I think about even relationships, let's say somebody is on this hot, hot, hot and then they break up. But you learn something new about yourself because you were honest with yourself and as long as truth is that underlying force you can now make a better decision to be in a different relationship you might have some discord where you're single and you can't really find the right person then all of a sudden because you're being honest with yourself you find that person and then it's great 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 and then you get back in this discord but as long as you're honest with yourself you can continue making changes and getting closer and closer to who you are so it it almost feels like these cycles are personal journeys and do you feel like it is a personal journey or do you feel like you can be on these cycles with other people?
1: So they are definitely personal journeys, but you can definitely be them on them with other people as well. Because in a partnership, in business, personal relationships, et cetera, there's the individuals, there's those two frequencies or those two beings Right, yeah. but the relationship itself, or the business itself, even that becomes its own entity. Like, okay. make no mistake about it, that becomes an entity. Hence, you incorporate, or you create a partnership, or you create. There's an entity there.
0: I think what I'm getting tripped up on is trying uh-huh. to fit all of these things in one cycle. When I just realized like, you can be on multiple cycles all at once, and that's where it gets hard. That's where it gets spiritually challenging, even mentally and emotionally challenging, just trying to, when you're on these different cycles in different parts of your life and you're trying to navigate kind of, you're just trying to navigate it all. Like, how do you navigate it with grace? I guess, like, I'm just curious now more than ever, you know, I've been practicing letting go a lot. I've been practicing, you know, just trying to be centered because, you know, in some parts of my life, my relationship might be going great. My friendships might be going great. Business might be in a tumultuous time. And then at other seasons, business might be doing great. Friendships might be a certain way. Like, just how do you sort of navigate all the different cycles that are going on in your life without losing yourself?
1: Well, you only have so much energy, okay? So at any point in time, it's not about balance. There's no balance. Just, I wish there was, but I don't feel like there really is balance. At any point in time, you're putting a little more energy or a lot of energy towards one or multiple places. The universe, the whole nature of the universe is chaotic. So there's nothing that we're ever going to get totally aligned and everything's the same and we've got, we have got it mastered. It's just not going to happen. This is what I've found to be true. As soon as I think I've got it, Here we go into the next learning phase.
0: Yes. And I think that's what kills me because then it's almost like the second, you can't feel safe. It's almost like you can't feel, and that feels stressful, (laughs) right? Like that feels stressful. So then are we constantly supposed to be in the state of stress or is there a more graceful way to sort of navigate these waters where you're more transitioning With ease, I guess that's kind of where I'm 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 headed right now, at least just in my own mind.
1: I think it's so interesting because for me, I think different people have different journeys. Let me just say that. And some people's journeys this lifetime are easier than others. Some people are very much developing mastery, and some people are developing more fluidity. And maybe you come in with a lot of experience from your past lives, from mastery maybe this life isn't about mastery at all. Maybe it's about learning fluidity. So mastery comes from doing the same thing over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and to where you cannot get it wrong, right? Like really creating a very deep groove in the record. But being able to go, what if life is more like cruising along on a surfboard and you're having to stay really fluid. You're having to shift your weight all the time. You're having to anticipate what's coming. You have to recover when something happens. You know, there's just this, this fluidity piece in that. And it's a much different place to be. And it can feel very scary, especially if you're tired. Or you're just looking for this one place, like, like, can't I just have a groove for a while? Can't mm-hmm. I just take a pause? And you can. And yet it's about getting right back on that. Because I think the more fluid we can become, that this is what these times are about, is helping us. We don't change when we're just into the solid mastery. I'm not negating mastery by any stretch of the imagine, you know, imagination. If you're an athlete and you've got, you know, there are ways which you have to master your craft, you know, in many arenas. When I say mastery, I'm saying familiarization over and over and over.
0: Like it becomes very like a pattern.
1: Yes. And it doesn't necessarily stretch or grow you.
0: You're just doing the same thing over and over again.
1: Correct. It's, because it feels it's familiar. Safe. And then you get to pat yourself on the back. Aren't I good at this? And you do the same thing over and over. Aren't I good at this? Yeah. Versus having to navigate, like navigate unfamiliar waters. And that's what we're learning to do is navigate unfamiliar waters. Mm. And the more fluid we can become, the easier that is because we don't make that mean something. It's like, oh, I just have to shift now. Oh, I wasn't expecting this wave to come up, right? Incidents <laughs> are often like a wave that comes up.
0: Well, I love the wave analogy because I remember I was in Australia last year and we were in Bondi Beach in Sydney. I don't know if you've been there, but- it, <laughs>
1: I have.
0: <laughs> I mean, the waves are massive, way bigger than anywhere in the States. And I remember- I was sitting there just watching for some reason, like wave watching is one of my, one of my favorite things to do. I love, I'm an, I'm an ocean baby. I love being by the water and there's just something so calming about watching people surf. When they miss waves, they get back on it and try again. When they miss waves, they get back on it and try again. And then they hit a wave and that's really fun. And they get back on it and try again. And I just felt like it was this really important metaphor for me at the time of like life The waves are going to keep coming, but that doesn't change the nature of the waves. Waves are always going to be waves. And maybe it's my own definition of life and my own expectations of the way life is supposed to be that causes the suffering and the pain and the, and the energy drain. I think I would love to ask you for those who feel like they're getting hit with waves left and right. They understand that this is fluid, but it feels tiring. It just feels like, man, can't I catch a break? How do you? kind of nourish your spirit in that time? How do you create more energy to continue riding waves? Because if I was down in the dumps and I felt like I was there and, you know, and I heard this explanation, like, you know, oh, it's just your definition. Like you need to get from mastery to feeling like it's fluid. That means there's always going to be waves and you're always going to be riding waves. That just feels exhausting. Right. So how oh, you... by the
1: way, none of the waves ever are the same.
0: No, that's and that <laughs> sounds even more <laughs> exhausting, waves,
1: right? They're waves, but none of those waves are ever the same.
0: And that sounds even more tiring. So, how do you nourish your spirit in those times, or even now, or ever, to create an environment inside yourself that allows you to really sort of weather the waves as well as you can?
1: For me, what feels most important for myself, and clearly for your Community here is if you don't already have some type of practice, then it's important to develop some. And what I mean by that is it may be something as simple as going out and laying on the ground and being on the earth or walking barefoot on the earth and earthing. People can research that if they're not familiar. There's a whole thing about earthing, being connected to the earth, meditation. Walking, swimming, yoga. There's there's so many different ways. Tai chi, you know, qigong, there's so many ways, whatever type of quote, spiritual practice that is a practice that brings you home to yourself. It's a practice that brings you home to yourself. When things are chaotic on the outside. That practice helps bring you back to a stiller place on the inside, helping remember who you are so that you remember and you regroup, you know, it's like if you're out playing and then something happens and you change plays, you know, everybody huddles and regroups. Like when you play football, right? There's the huddle and there's that whole regrouping. Well, they're not running all over the field at that point. They come together in a huddle.
0: What if you don't know who you are?
1: I think that's a really good question because I can say for most of my life I probably didn't know who I was. There is that exploration and you have to keep feeling is that true for me? Observe other experiences or ex- observe other people take have other experiences and is that for me? Is that for me? Is that for me? Is that true for me? And over time, you begin to develop a sense of like a reflection for yourself of, oh, I'm a person who likes this. Oh, I'm a kind person. Oh, I'm a person who radiates this. Or I'm a person who's generous. Or I'm a person who... And you begin to develop those aspects that you can name within yourself.
0: Naming the aspects you love about yourself. And then you create spiritual practices that allow those feelings, those words, those values to sort of resonate. Is that, am I saying that right? Like that sounds like for me, one of my, I mean, one of my core values is to be loving, right? And that's it. Like, I, I just want to be a very loving person for the people in my life, whether that's in the form of happiness, energy, joy, whatever I need to be in order to provide that nurturing feeling for the people in my life. Like, that's what I need. So me, a spiritual practice that backs into that would be practicing gratitude and writing down things I'm very grateful for and sort of living in that energetic space. So is that kind of what you're saying? Like kind of backtrack whatever makes you feel values or things about yourself that you you may have an inkling that you think are true. They don't have to be proven as true. You just feel it like I am a generous person. I am a loving person. I am an inspiring person. I am a happy person. I am this, whatever word that is. is and, and then you just kind of create and do things that make you feel more of those. And that, and that's, that's filling the well. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. And filling the well and filling your own well. Yeah. Everyone must fill their own well. Nobody can fill your well. No one. So you can go seek and seek and seek for ways to fill your well or for others to fill your well. And this goes, you know, I'm kind of circling back to relationship too. It's not another's responsibility to fill our well. When we come and we show up, whether it's in a personal, first of all, for ourselves, in relationship, in business, in whatever that is, when we show up with a full well, then we get to engage fully, right? Sharing the gift of that. Mm.
0: I feel nourished right now. Maybe having conversations (laughs) like these are part of that soul nourishing, right? Like, why do you think great conversation, at least maybe it's a personal. I don't know if everybody feels this way, but I don't know why. One of the consistent things in my life is when I have a really good conversation with somebody, like I just feel like spiritually, I just feel energized. Is that like a common thing across all human beings or is that just like a me thing do you have any comments on that? Because <laughs> I'm just kind of <laughs> curious, right? Now. I'm I feel you amazing. You want to know if
1: you're okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I think it's about. For my, that's true for me as well because there's there's a exchange, right? And There's an exchange of energy. There's Einy or sacred reciprocity in that exchange, and so there is a feeling, But you also know there there's been a giving. Yeah. So there's that sacred reciprocity or there's that exchange where it's like, oh, my gosh, and we've engaged about this and we've engaged about that. And there's these new ideas and there's parts that are stimulated and or parts that get lit up that are like, oh, yes, different levels of understanding. And it's like, I I think it's that feeling of being really full, Mm. yet knowing that there's been a giving in that as well.
0: A giving, an illumination. It just feels very bright. And I feel that right now. Oh, my gosh, you're (laughs) awesome, Carol. This has been such a fun, beautiful, heart opening conversation. Um, Now, I would love uh, and guys, all of you listening, we will make all of these available in the show notes. But Carol, can you just share a little bit about Wizard School and what you're up to and everything that's going on in your world?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. And this is just such a pleasure for me being here with you, Raj. And it's just filling me up as well. And being here with your community. It's it's just this is a blessing to me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I am getting ready in January to start another mystery school. Mystery school. Uh, mystery school, yes. It's a nine-month mystery school. And we start, interestingly enough, with intention. And that's not my intention for you. That's for each individual's intention for themselves. Mm. And the reason we call it a mystery is because when we set those intentions is life unfolds with certain assistance that I and some other individuals will be providing to help activate those intentions along the way. And it will grow each person they grow in ways that they could have never imagined in manifesting their intention and it's with entrepreneurs and individuals and you know just many 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 people have benefited in the program for years it's like it, it's where you will know yourself at a level that you've never known and trusted yourself before. Mm really looking at you being the inner shaman, you being the inner guru, Okay, mm. that there's nothing outside of you, but you'll be guided into ways that help enhance that and illuminate that and help really strengthen that within.
0: I love and this. And there's
1: so much more. Yes. That's so, so great.
0: Well, well everybody, anybody interested in the mystery school, we'll make these links available in the show notes and, we'll make all the links available to reach carol and all of her amazingness. Carol, I have one last question for you. Sure. In the midst of everything you've been through, everything you're going through and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded?
1: <laughs> Again, that that changes from moment to moment, Raj. One of the things that I'm doing, one of my current practices is going into the water and doing uh, water aerobics. You know, that that gets me into the water, into the sunshine playing with music, and so I'm running my energy freely, right, exercising. I'm in the water. It's lower stress on my body, and I get to sing and play and sunshine radiate on me, and that that makes me happy, and it gets me in my body. The key is getting in the body, getting comfortable in the body because the body is denser, and a lot of people don't like to be in the body. So just mm. finding ways to where you can be present in the body.
0: Man, it's, as you said that, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a friend about your breath. And the reason why I really love taking really deep breaths every day constantly is because it takes me out of my head and just into my body. And it, like, it's like a beautiful cleanser. And as you were saying that, I was just thinking about how good it feels to not be in your head.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the things with the breath, and that's probably the, the number one way to get grounded. And so thank you for surfacing that. Truly following yourself and following your breath and just being present with where you are in the moment. And you can do it anywhere, anytime. You can do it at work. You can do it. You know, no matter what you're doing, you can always do that.
0: Mm, love it. Well, gosh, this conversation—I'm uh, so excited,
1: <laughs> Carol.
0: <laughs> I'm just so grateful that you took the time to share your story, your wisdom, your perspectives. I definitely benefited from this, and I know that there's a few people that probably did as well. So, just thank you for being you and being here.
1: Thank you so much. And I forgot to mention that I'm also doing my private mentoring as well. So if anybody needs any support, let me know. And it just, what an honor to be here with all of you. And just Raj, you're just a beautiful, beautiful heart light in the world.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I received that. But uh, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Carol. And from us, Stay Grounded we we'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life.